0: It is to be regretted that the rich and powerful too often bend the acts of government in their own selfish purposes. From Andrew Jackson, 1767 to 1845. Hello everyone, I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awanajo Almanac devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. This almanac is for December 8th to 15th, 2017, um, and it's the last quarter of the cold moon. We have some natural events. Going out to the woodshed after dark the other night, I heard two tardy Canada geese overhead honking their way southward under a full moon, and I honked a farewell back to them. The next day, friends came by for tea and apple crisp to say goodbye before they headed south too, part of the last wave of migration for the season, with snow in the weather forecast. And there is a solidarity among those who winter over here in Maine. After mid-October, when most of the seasonal visitors have gone, Members of this hardy tribe catch up with each other at the store and at the post office, sharing news and plans for spending the cold season right here in place. How we winterize the house, whether or not to buy a generator this year. Who will do the plowing and the like. Strengthening community ties, because you never know when you might need each other. And around here, the holidays are about that, too. We share food and cheer with our neighbors as a way of bonding together for the coming cold. We give warm sweaters, socks, scarves, and mittens. And a couple of weeks ago, I was going through the pack basket where I keep extra winter socks and found 25 pairs of intelligent wool socks from the holidays past. These would make good gifts for this year. Here's a field and forest report. Yes, many species head south for winter, but many winter over right here with the rest of us. Though none of them throw wassail parties, as far as we know, they all have their ways of surviving. Bears are going into their dens about now for the rest of the winter. They're true hibernators. But squirrels, skunks, mice, porcupines, raccoons, Fisher cats, pine martens, otters, and beavers remain active like us through the winter months, reducing activity when the weather gets colder or when binge watching Downton Abbey. Most six leggeds overwinter as eggs or larvae, but not ladybugs, the Cochinellidae species, which gather by the hundreds as adults in the fall to keep each other warm. And many will survive until spring. Cluster flies, Polinia rubis, have a similar strategy, seeking out nooks and crannies in your house to hide for the cold months, but becoming active during warm spells, though they do not reproduce indoors, which is a comfort. And then, of course, there's the iconic woolly bear, which is the larva of the Isabella tiger moth. Pirarctia Isabella, which survives under leaves and logs with natural antifreeze in its veins under its long fur coat. But perhaps the most wondrous wintering over is that of the morning cloak butterfly, Nymphalus antiopa. This frail and beautiful creature, with purple to brown wings edged in gold and lined with iridescent blue spots, somehow manages to survive the worst that a Maine winter can throw at it and emerges on the first warm days in April, battered but unbowed as the first butterfly of spring. If you want more on cold weather survival strategies of northern wildlife, the classic is Bernd Heinrich's Winter World. And here's a rank opinion. Most Mainers... Two-legged, four-legged, or six-legged don't need very much to survive a harsh winter. Adequate shelter, enough stored food, some warm clothing, and perhaps a little antifreeze as needed. This is all they require to face fearlessly the great white bear of the North in all its fury. Now, why is it, then, that some men can own private jets, billions of dollars, thousands of acres their own lobbyists and legislators and still be afraid that they don't have enough still need to take and take and take from those who have less still need even more when they already have it all it is the sickness of an empty soul and now it's the season of giving for the love of jesus give it away And finally, here are a couple of seed pods for you to carry around. The first from the Roman essayist Plutarch, 47 to 126 A.D. The imbalance between rich and poor is the most fatal ailment of all republics. And from Alexander Pope, the English essayist, 1688 to 1744. But Satan now is wiser than before and tempts by making rich, not making poor. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself.